Squeezer. Ooh. Who'd have thought flexing a saw blade would be scary? Is that all they're doing? I mean, probably not that, but I think originally that's how you got that. Like that right. kind of thing. I don't know. I saw it on Home Improvement once. <laughs> Was it uh, that band that that did? There's a lot of Borland jokes because they're hillbillies. Uh, no, I think it was like one of the Halloween episodes. I'm not quite sure it was actually. Um, if it's legit. Oh. Well, we are on our second to last Halloween episode. Halloween is almost here and gone, Squeezer. What the hell? We are more than halfway through October, being the 20th for now, and uh, 21st when you're listening. And yeah, that's uh, it'll be over, and then we'll be on to November. And uh, I have our November shows if you want to hear them, Squeezer. Oh, sure. Hang on, let me write this shit down. The first week in November, November third, we're talking everything retro, James Bond. Oh, that's right. We discussed that. The second week of November, the tenth, we are talking everything retro. It's the whole Arnold Schwarzenegger show. Ooh. The whole show dedicated to Arnold Schwarzenegger. November 17th is going to be a very special show, Squeezer. Ooh, happy anniversary. Uh, technically, the third's our anniversary. The fifth was our first. We posted our first show uh, November 5th, 2016. I thought it was the 16th. Nope, it was the fifth. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> I checked. Don't worry. November 5th. 2016. You're probably thinking 2016 is why you're thinking the 16th. Oh, sure. Uh, that is our five-year anniversary. We turn five years old next month. Uh, the 17th Squeezer is our special show, and it has nothing to do with our anniversary, but it was cute that that's oh. what you thought. Oh. It is an all-Ghostbusters show to get us ready that counts. Ooh, Ghostbusters. for Ghostbusters Afterlife, which comes out the following day. So that morning, if you get tickets for the Thursday night preview, that morning you can listen to us talk. Everything Ghostbusters gets you fully ready for Ghostbusters that weekend. And hey, maybe I rent the theater and have you guys all come here. Ooh. I mean, we already spoiled it for them. <laughs> we did do that. Uh, the following week, the 24th, the night before Thanksgiving, is our uh, Giving Thanks 5 show, Squeezer. It's our fifth Giving thanks show that we just talk about things we're thankful for. Some, yeah. A little Thanksgiving uh, throw in here or there. Uh, and then the following week is December 1st, and we start our Christmas shows, which oh, are yet to, be, yet to be revealed. We have done five years or six years. This will be our sixth year of doing Christmas shows. Six, so 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. We've done Christmas shows. This is 21. This will be yeah. our sixth. We only did like one at 
our first year, right? Did we, we did that two. when we did the book? We did Wish Book the 92 Wish book? and we did uh, retro cartoons uh, specials. Okay. So uh, I've got some plans that we will be doing on the 22nd, our third annual Christmas Vacation Watch Along. So that's an easy one, Squeeze. Oh, yeah. Take us into the holiday. And that's it. That's that's what you got looking forward to. How for the is rest. the year done already? Yeah, it's it's quick. We'll be getting our summer twenty twenty two schedule together. So uh, you can listen to guys complain about how time goes too fast. Mm-hmm. That's the rad years. We can bitch about the leaves changing colors. Too we'll quickly. soon be doing rad years episodes about the early rad years episodes. I know. <laughs> Best year one rat episodes. Oh, hi, Matt. Oh, we got people in the chat? We got people. Speaking of people in the chat, we've got some comments. Um, You'll be oh, speaking about Octopussy. No, no, all, all good ones. Oh, that's no fun. Tracing plastic like Sean Connery. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of my bad Sean Connery uh, that oh, week. Oh, boy. So we have two comments on our YouTube show last year. One from Maddie Margs. Another great podcast episode in the books. Thanks, guys. Maddie, thank you. And another from our friend who's in the chat right now. Closed caption 765. He said, to springboard off Squeezer's distaste for Alien Resurrection, how about a Things We're Thankful Are Gone episode? I like that. Yeah. Not so rad from the Rad Years episode. We kind of did that with like a, a clunkers one. Uh, Was it... Uh... You are, um, we, we are, you will get another, I can't say which one, but there's another holiday wish book episode coming. Uh, also, uh, something, something, uh, Jake fat joke. Cause I know he's watching video <laughs> games and listening to <laughs> our stupid podcast. As oh no, he told me there's no wrestling on the night. So he might as well listen to us. Were you still in there when he said that? No, he told me that on the, it, it's. Jay, oh, you let you left already. Like you said times. you had to edit your thing. Your... Yeah, I rode back with him. He's right. Like, well, he was as Dougie left. He was all right. Go go home and play video games. Watch this. Listen to this stupid podcast. When you start doing shows and your earlier shows, it would be meta. Uh, maybe we'll get there one day. Maybe we'll get there. But that was YouTube. We also had some messages on Instagram. Oh. When when YouTube becomes Radier's content, mm-hmm. just in general. Remember YouTube. There's so much stuff on YouTube that is Radier's content. It's weird, but I know what you mean. Um, let's see. Uh, Derek, uh, from in- Instagram, a different Derek from Instagram. Hey, RK. Oh, well. Just got done listening to this week's podcast. I couldn't stop laughing at the lunch lady bit. I almost drove off the road. Keep up the awesome work with Squeezer. Being in our age group, it brings me back to the best times of my life. I know you guys don't get enough appreciation for what you do, but it is appreciated. Thanks again for all Nor the entertainment it. and all the impressions. <clears throat> Goddamn, pal. You're welcome. Hi, ah, you like them, don't you? Oh, God. Um, and then let's check uh, Apple, uh, Apple Podcast. Where we uh, we get you could rate and review our show. Um, we have two. We have uh, well, we had two. Oh, we have one uh, from DCB six eight two. He writes, "Heaven to my ears. Where do I begin with this podcast? 
From RK's fantastic impressions to Sweet Boy Squeezer talking about pocket hamburgers. If you were born in the 80s or 90s, this podcast is for you. They cover some of the best periods from toys to holidays to cereal. It is all covered. It's like going back in time and reliving a Saturday morning in the 80s or 90s eating sugary cereal. Or if you're a squeezer, reheating pizza in your cast iron skillet. Watching Mm -hmm. your favorite Mm -hmm. cartoons. I added the pizza part. That was my own. Oh. RK and Squeezer put on a wonderful show and do not get enough credit for what they do. Oh, we're not in this for the credit. Squeezer's actually in this for me to get shit on, so he loves it. Goddamn, pal! (laughs) Right? Yes. Yeah. I was trying to think of a clever retort. And you know me, I... The way I multitask. Yeah, you're really, you're really I, I quick. Don't. You should join. An, an imp- shut everything down. Power down. You really should join like something. the Groundlings or try out for Saturday Night Live. You're so quick on your feet. <laughs> uh, an improv class with Squeezer. Uh, shit. I, I'd come back with a one-liner and all of a sudden like the janitor just comes sweeping up. Uh, they're gone, sir. Ah. Uh, Squeezer, you, you can't have notes. Well, I tried out five of these lines on myself in the mirror this morning. <laughs> uh, um, yes, we had a, a nice meeting with uh, an, a long-time friend now. I can't – I mean, I remember the first thing I, him and I did together. I was say a wee lad in television yet. Uh, Ian Riccoboni, the play-by-play announcer for – Um. For Ring of Honor, Squeezer. Yeah. He was in the house today meeting with me and little Jake, talking about some projects in the pipeline. Uh, if you don't watch Ring of Honor, uh, you should, because Ian's a hell of a guy. He's Jim Cornette's favorite play, but goddamn, fucking Ian Riccoboni, you motherfucking best in the business, motherfucker. Fuck Tony Schiavone, goddamn, motherfucking fat ass. Um, but yeah, check out Ian and, uh, um, I gave him one of those cool retro hats. He's showing it off on Instagram and Twitter today. Uh, but, um, yeah, that's, uh, that's, uh, news. Oh boy, here we go. Uh, Hold on. She just really, she, uh, she came to me earlier. She said, she, why, wait, I, uh, why does she knock? She's calling. In. Well, it's a door. It's a proverbial door. I, oh, you know. it's a. Uh, well, you all just be quiet. Well, squeeze it. You don't have to be quiet. He's just talking too much. He doesn't need. He just needs to shut up and let me in. Oh, how is everybody? Wait, do you just keep her in a phone booth in your house, and she just bangs on it when she wants to talk on the phone. No, but you could feel free to keep me in a phone booth in your house and bang on it whenever you want. That's so gross. I was just reusing the words you said, sweetheart. Oh, I remember when I used to reuse day-old bread to make you sandwiches. They were a little stale, but you didn't care. You just dipped them in that uh, cup of Italian dressing I poured for you, and it was fine. I said, why don't I pour it all over my body, and then you can lick it off. All the Italian dressing you want. I mean, I already smelled like Italian dressing. What's the difference? Uh. It was my first introduction to like you know like a fine bread and oil. Is that where it came from? Oh. <laughs> I, you are my fine bread. I wanted to dip you into my fine oil. 
<laughs> With all the seasonings. Anyway, I was just chiming in to say, Happy Halloween! We're getting so close! I'm so excited! Oh, man, remember all the times that you came to me, trick-or-treat, lunch lady, trick-or-treat, and you had your bag, and I'm like, it's April Squeezer. And they're like, please, can I have some candy, please? So, I, you know, I'd go into my brassiere and pull my, you know, backup chocolates out. They were a little melty, but, oh, you loved them. And then eventually I started having you get them out yourself. I'm like, you know where they are if you could find them. And your tiny little hands would go all... <laughs> Searching my body for my hidden melted chocolates. <laughs> they were your favorite. I felt like that you ate those faster than any other chocolates. Those were the days. I didn't care if you were trick-or-treating in April. I said, whatever. Let Halloween be year-round. That's what they say on the internet. Halloween 365. Little squeezer trick-or-treating. Getting my candies, 365 days of the year. Oh, I'm going to get the vapors. Oh, boy. I got a small sweat going. I'm starting to smell that Italian dressing. Um, oh. Well, anyway, I just wanted to say, don't get too scared. I know you're a scared boy. Don't get too scared of tonight's music. It's just music that can't hurt you. And if you want to cuddle and tell me that you're scared, I'll calm you down. Just call me. I made a, tra a tray of popcorn balls for you, Squeezer. Ooh, okay. Can I deliver them? Yeah. Um, I'll come get them. They're unwrapped, but I know how much you like me unwrapped. Uh, All right, I gotta go. Bye, everyone! Oh, she you knows she's like, as she's molding them, she's just licking the excess off her fingers and moves on to the next. No, that's how you like it. Uh, you two have got a thing, man. Whew. So... It's well, a I Sam and Diane, will they, won't they? We took the family to uh, Dutch Wonderland. Uh, you know, it's the place where wishes and dreams come true. Um, and we're eating lunch at uh, one of the eateries there. And this old haggard woman comes by with a cart, pushing it full of trays. And she's, like, saying something, making small talk. like you, know, and you had PTSD. <laughs> and I look at her, I go... Oh, shit. <laughs> Mrs. Squeezer looks at me, she goes, what's wrong? I go, that's her. <laughs> like, like I, as soon as, like, I saw her and she started talking, I go, that's Beatrice. <laughs> like, I knew, I had a basic image in my head, what she was looking like. But when this woman walked by, I go, oh, God, it's absolutely her. So I take the, the show goes with me wherever I go. And then I just pictured her saying awful sexualized things to me. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. It wasn't how I thought it was going to play out. You had to go into the bathroom and rub one out, didn't you? I, no, no, no. It what, was a what? children's theme park. While I, you know, eating stale Twinkies. Went behind the teacups. And <laughs> Honey. Went behind a giant pretzel. Honey, give me that box of Little Debbie's. I'll be behind the teacups. They're for the kids. Give them to me. <laughs> Hold on. Can I do my impression of you? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. God damn it. Just give them to me, god damn it. <laughs> Another butter and the cream pies, please. 
proud of yourself now? Oh, I am proud of myself. I'm proud of myself. Good. I was well, my my. That was a quality lunch lady. Thank you. I, I'll tell her when next time I talk to her. And try and yeah. she opens. Oh yeah, the I door. Mean, of course. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, my sister was had coffee with my dad the other day, and and he told her, and this is this is something you guys at home are gonna like get the feels. He said that when I do the impression of him. And I've been doing this impression. This impression I do with my dad. Oh, hey! Ryan. I've been doing it since I was like twelve years old. Like that's how long I've been doing it. And, and and he said to her that it hurts his feelings when I do it. And I was like, oh. But I think you guys could back me up that like I talk about him like he was my childhood hero, right? It's in, it's endearing, yeah. Right. Of course, absolutely. He was the Bullwinkle to my Rocky. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to hurt his feelings. Uh, and uh, <laughs> Thanks, Matt. And um, it, it wasn't the lisp. It was just saying, I'll take the Nutter Butters and the cream pies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, I mean, I'm not going to stop doing the impression because he doesn't listen to the show. But uh, yep, it hurts my feelings. Uh, yep. Mm. I think it's just I think it's just his wife doesn't like it, so he's trying to get get pull my heartstrings by saying it hurts his feelings, because I don't think it ever hurt his feelings before. But I don't know. I guess if you don't know him, it could sound a little buffoonish. But you guys all don't know him, and y'all like it, right, Squeezer? They all like it. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I mean, look, it, he's. One to know it's not the worst thing that's ever been said to my face <laughs> growing up. So. What? Just doing an impression of me. Oh, yeah. I mean, I got in trouble in third grade. My teacher complained to my mom that I was doing an impression of her on the recess yard. And she's like, and it's not flattering. <laughs> well. <laughs> well. That just means it's too accurate. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. So this is me. I'm a little dickhole. And I've, yeah. when people do yeah. impressions of me, I fucking crack up. Oh, so Ish wants me to do an impression of my dad calling into the show on his radio. I won't use his actual ham call letters out of privacy respect. <laughs> oh, because someone listening to the show is going to go and get their ham radio license. Yes. N3ABC, N3ABC to the Radio's podcast. Are you broadcasting via uh, FCC standards and uh, FCC code? Because if not, you are in violation of the FCC code. I know uh, Ryan said he was broadcasting, but I wasn't sure which uh, FCC guidelines he was broadcasting under. He has a potty mouth, and you are not allowed to curse on FCC bandwave. Dad, Dad, is that you? Why are you you calling into the show on your ham radio? Uh, this N3ABC, uh, yep, I'm just seeing to make sure you're following uh, FCC guidelines, Ryan. Uh, Dad, this show is broadcasted on in the internet. It's like, not really broadcast. You can do whatever the fuck you want on the internet. Oh, oh, there's that potty mouth again. I tell everybody when they hear me cursing, I say I get my foul mouth from my son. Uh, anyway, I do not curse. So please do not curse when you're talking to me. I am on uh, N3ABC here. Um... Yep, uh, beautiful day in the neighborhood, uh, so, uh, what's your show about? Well, Dad, as I told you multiple times, we're talking, Squeezer and I, oh, oh, yep, Squeezer, yep, mm, uh, 
little squeezer up to? Well, he's, Mr. Kelly. he's on the show with me and uh, we're talking about, you know, old stuff from when we were kids. And today uh, we're talking about old, scary songs, um, you know. Well, I don't, I don't know what the hell you're talking about, but oh, there I go, Chris. I'm breaking FCC guidelines myself. Hey, N3ABC, I'm going to go to the bed and watch uh, Cops tonight or maybe Rescue 911. N3ABC, uh, signing off. Bye, Bye Dad. <laughs> oh, yeah. I can't believe he called in on his ham radio. It is funny, like, there's all these rules and regulations and protocol for, like, this archaic thing. <laughs> and you can, you can just throw anything you want up on the internet and it can go anywhere. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. Yeah. Uh, okay, I guess it's time to talk about um, what the topic at hand is, right, Squeeze? Uh, yeah, uh, I guess we should. Um, it's been fun. It's been a good five years. And, um... What? Oh, I mean, you just sounded so sullen. I thought we were breaking up. <laughs> no, because I'm kind of done with my shtick, and it's time to oh, start okay. the actual gotcha. show. Oh, right. Mm, yes, ham. Mm. Yeah. I had a ham sandwich. Actually, ooh, I had two ham sandwiches today. Two ham I didn't even think about that, yeah. Is Capicola ham? Yes, then it counts. Capicola is ham. Yeah. Mmm, ham. It was good. Uh, so, yeah, this is our fourth show talking about spooky songs. Um, if you want to listen to us talk about other songs that are spooky, uh, or Halloween-related songs, you could go back and listen to the archive squeeze. Do you want me to go through the lists? Prior uh, list? We can. I and Oh, fuck, what was it? I even wrote it down somewhere else. One of the little side topics I came across while listening to one of those old shows, like going through the list, uh-huh. and it was like it's like I remember talking about these things, but I'm like, oh, that was the episode where that event <laughs> came up. Hmm. Well, even as nonsensical as it is, most of it is. Well, show one, you you picked Purple People Eater. I did the Silver Shamrock song. You did Intruder by Peter Gabriel. I did Light Me Up by uh, Brand New. Oh, no, Lift Me Up. That's from their new album. It's spooky, but not really retro. Uh, I put a spell on you with you. I did March of the Killer Clowns. Uh, One of these days, Pink Floyd was you. Spirit by Dougie Fresh. Spirit. Some people fear it. Uh, Adam's Family Groove. Squeezer did. MC Hammer. I did uh, Dawkins Dream Warriors from uh, Friday. I'm sorry, Nightmare on Elm Street Part 3. And then our second show, I went first. I did Tuesday Night Run. From this nightmare, uh, Squeezer did. This is Halloween from Nightmare Before Christmas. I did Cry Little Sister, the theme from The Lost Boys. You said I went back and re-listened to that, and damn, that's a good song. It's a great. Well, it's, it plays throughout the entire movie. Yeah. Um, Don't Fear the Reaper uh, by Blue Oyster Court with Squeezer. I remember Halloween, the Halloween song by Misfits. Frankenstein, Fema. Frankenstein, Alice Cooper, uh, Season of the Witch by Donovan was me, Nightmare on Elm, Nightmare on My Street, which is Fresh Prince and DJ Jazzy Jeff, was Squeezer, uh, Saving the Day by Balesi, I believe, Saving the Day, 
Saving the day. Bow, bow, bow. And Squeezer rounded out with the Monster Mash. And our third show, Squeezer. This is where I went in like the 1800s. Which doctor? I was in the 50s. Hmm. I did Pet Cemetery by Ramon. Squeezer said uh, Night on Bald Mountain. Yeah, that was the 1800s. Oh. Uh, it was in Fantasia. Remember with the scary shit? Oh, yeah, right. I did Chariots of Pumpkins, which was from the Halloween 3 soundtrack. Uh, they only come out at night. What's that from? Smashing Pumpkins. Oh, yes. Undertaker theme was me. Huffleumps and Loser Squeezer. Woozle Squeezer. Magic by Mitch Smiley. I believe it's magic. 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 That, that, was, that was a fun setup, too. I listened to that. Hmm. You listened to the whole first half and then blew everyone's mind. Yeah. Simpsons, uh, the Fog Inside Out song. Uh, And then I did Black Hole Sun by Soundgarden. And now here we are caught up and ready to start a fourth show with 10 more Halloween-ish, scary-ish, spooky-ish, haunting songs. Uh, Who goes first there, Hanson? I think you do because I went last week. Okay. Fair enough. Here it is. Your first one. Oh, no, that's mine. Here's yours. Ah, yeah. This. So, look. I know it's not officially a Halloween. Well, no. Yeah, but it's. But it's about bones. It could play at a Halloween party. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's about bones. It's about death. It's off a dirt, which is you know like the Halloween. I mean, the whole album. You can almost be like, eh. Find a way to make it Halloweeny. This is uh, Allison Chains, right? Take... Yeah, Allison Chains. It's Jerry Cantrell. Uh, can't. Yeah, it was v- written by uh, Jerry Cantrell. And when you watch the video and you listen to the lyrics and like how they're performed, and Lane Staley is just like pale and ghostly and creepy. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And especially in the video, like they're in like a, like a drainage sore pit slash. You could see it as like a. Like a graveish kind of like underground filled with like mucky puddles, and then the puddles are projections of animals killing other animals in it. Uh, yeah, it, it's fun. It's very creepy. Um, what's funny though is like cause it's a song all about death. That's the idea. It's them bones are me, and it's looking at your own mortality. We're all going to die. But, like, the way Jerry Cantrell talks about it, it's much more like, like, oh, yeah, it's a song about, you know, we're all going to die. But eventually we're all going to, you know, this is going to be our fate. But let's enjoy what we have now. Life is beautiful. And, like, you don't get that when you listen to the song, do you? 
No. No, it's much darker, like, we are all going to die. Yes. Asterisk. Have fun. Have fun. I don't pick up on the asterisk. Um, well, maybe the asterisk is hidden. Ooh. Like, maybe, like, uh, it was, like, in, uh, like, it was white, like, the font. So, like, they typed it, but you didn't actually see it. Bingo. Ah, look at that. Um, yeah. I, I love this song. And it, it actually saw, like, a lot of popularity outside of, like, the main, like, it, it, one, this is one of the ones that got picked up on alternative radio as well like it, it had like a dare i say acceptance outside of the normal rock grunge rotation it got a little more play mm-hmm. um i mean that whole album is awesome what the hell else was on i don't know dirt but i don't know i don't know. well yeah it starts off them bones and damn that river, rain when I die. Down in a holes on there, sick man. Roosters on there, junkhead. Dirt's on there. Godsmack. Hate the fields on there. Angry chairs on there, and wood. Wood's probably my favorite song on that one. Yeah, wood's my favorite. But then bones is pretty damn good too, and it's a good way to, like, you just open up that album with you hear like the flies buzzing, and then Lane Staley just kicks in with his scream and. Then continually creeps you out from there. It's a great song, and I mean, yeah. this era of uh, uh, that band is just—it's oh, epic at their top. Allison Chains was yeah at the top of their game. Uh, are we ready to move on to me? My first, yeah, pick? please. All right, here it is. Gonna flip city. This uh, I was hoping you'd find a Ghostbusters. Uh... A big um, yeah, uh, of course I had to uh, go with something off the Ghostbusters uh, soundtrack. Hold on, where let me get it? So this was done by the lead singer of was Glenn Fry the lead singer of the Eagles? Uh, yeah, yeah. But, he was, but was there multiple lead singers of the Eagles? Maybe. I don't know. I'm not a big... Yeah. I might get fired for saying this. I'm not a huge Eagles fan. Yeah. Either the band or the team. Me either. Uh, so he, when he was, I guess, solo, he contributed uh, this song, Flip City, to the Ghostbusters 2 soundtrack, which we already talked about, like I said, Spirit. Um, On Our Own's a good one, which was Bobby Brown. 
So I guess we're gonna talk to take control. Uh, he he shared the role with Don Henley. Uh, okay, yeah, that's what I thought. Don Henley also. I was more of a Joe Walsh guy myself, but you know. Supernatural by New Edition, The Promised Land by James Taylor, We're Back by Bobby Brown, We're Back the the Evil, You Won't Never Deceive Old Spirit, Ghostbusters by Run DMC, they did the remix of the Ray Parker Jr. one, Flesh and Blood by Ungo Bongo, Love is a Cannibal by Elton John, Flip City by Glenn Fry, and of course. Jackie Wilson's Higher and Higher, but done by Howard Huntsbury, is on the soundtrack. Oh, because they couldn't get the Jackie Wilson rights? I don't know why. Because uh, the Jackie Wilson one is in the, the movie itself. Yeah. That sounds just like Jackie. Uh, so, of course, <laughs> this is happening in the movie when uh, the slime is starting to pour out over the... Uh, the the museum and uh, the the river of slime is turning the city evil, much like um, the magic scene when the the grid protection grids turned off and all the the ghouls get released from the the firehouse. This is when the slime comes out and starts making, you know, everything go crazy. Like the woman's mink coat turns into live minks. And mm-hmm. it, like runs off. I love that scene. That was like oh, really supposed to be in the first movie. They couldn't do it, so they managed to get it in the second movie. Um, and one of the most iconic scenes ever with Cheech, the Titanic just arrived. Oh, <laughs> better late than never. Uh, the scene of the ghost Titanic arriving at port in New York City. Uh, I could not do a Halloween song without talking songs from the Ghostbusters 2 soundtrack. And they just released the score by Randy Elliman. It's not a bad score either. It's not as good as the first score, which is the iconic one. But this score is pretty good. <laughs> yes. Um, he said, so Edelman, uh, this was his first experience working with a large-scale orchestra. And he said, although he was familiar with Ghostbusters, he chose not to rewatch it for inspiration so the sequel would have its own unique sound. Edelman believed that distinct personalities of the existing characters meant they rarely needed a musical accompaniment. Instead, he focused efforts on scoring the supernatural and action set pieces to represent the menace and dark nature of the evil Carpathian. He is Vigil! Yes, we heard this. Scourge. The Scourge. We know. (laughs) Uh, the soundtrack uh, had uh, Billboard Hot 100, number two hit on our own, of course, which is a great song. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I have, I have this on vinyl, and I have the I have the the score pre-ordered on vinyl. So I have a lot of I have the score to answer the call squeezer on vinyl. <laughs> uh do do you think we'll have a Will we get a uh, a musical montage in the same vein as the previous two? We might, but they're not releasing a soundtrack to this new movie. They are releasing a the score will be on unreleased will release, but the musical soundtrack there are there's no musical soundtrack like the first no, two at, movies at all. 
or they're just not announcing it now because they don't want to spoil it. They're not releasing a musical soundtrack. So they're they're not saying that there's not songs in the movie. Sure. But they're not releasing a musical soundtrack. According to GhostbustersNews.com, which uh, I follow, like some people follow like CNN or Fox News. I follow my buddy over at GhostbustersNews.com. He was him and I were DMing each other during that whole Sony threatening me thing back. Because <laughs> we were at we were doing some stuff for him at Toy Fair, um, and uh, yeah, he's he is GhostbustersNews.com is on the pulse of everything Ghostbusters. Even when Squeezer takes giant gulps on air like that, he'd report. So it. I thought. Sorry, I thought I it was a ghost. It was a ghost. Ghosts. I think the cutest thing to come out of the Afterlife movie is going to be the mini puffs, the thing we spoiled. Yes. Because um... you spoiled. I just held the camera. Okay. Actually, no. <laughs> that the man that signed a NDA uh, spoiled. Right. I even was like, are you, he's like, I'm like, are you sure you want to say this? He said, it was yeah. like, because you and I both know it's like, yeah, sometimes there's things that you're not supposed to say, and we don't want to get anyone in trouble. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure you separated yourself from that uh, multiple times. Right, and they, then they're really pissed off at me when they're like, take it down, or they, they did the copyright strike, and I fought it and won, and then they they went to begging. What was yeah. that? What? What with that zipper noise? Jesus Christ! Oh, it was a zipper. What are you doing, Foley? <laughs> oh my God! It sounded like you were like loading your dishwasher. Oh, you opened a cooler. Yeah, I didn't have my typical little latchy one that I use, so I had to use my uh, kids' one that she takes her lunch in with. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Thanks, honey. Two could play this game. All right, that's my first pick. Squeezer, your second pick. Hitchcock presents. Good evening. Good evening. Ah, yeah. There, nothing is, to me is like more Halloweeny uh, than that, and uh, that and the original Adams Family theme. Uh, shit, I didn't. You didn't. No, you didn't pick that. That's right. It was still on my short list. We'll get there eventually. Um, short list. But uh, yeah, I, I this uh, this brings back like fond memories because even though I'm a scaredy pants when this was on Nick at Night I got so excited. Yeah, that's all I watched on Nick at Night. It wasn't scary I at loved, all. I know, but I'm still a little scaredy pants. You know, I mean, yeah, back then people might have been scared, you know, back in the 50s and 60s, but uh, I think it was one of the best shows that they had on uh, on Nick at Night. And every time it came on, it was almost like like you heard the theme kick on and you got excited. It was almost like when you saw uh the bat cycle on like the Batman intro and you knew like Batgirl was gonna be on there. Yes. Like it was that little bit of like, Ooh, 
yay! Like a fun surprise. Uh, and it's just so catchy, too. At the same time, it's... It, it's a fun, like... Like... It's a fun, silly kind of song. Even though it's... The original title of it, like, the original, like, orchestration is The Funeral March of the Marionette. Um... It doesn't have, like, any dark undertones or anything, really. Uh, but when you attach it to the show, now it kind of does. It, it kind of brought that with it. And so, yeah, even though it doesn't sound like on its own would be a Halloween th- Halloween-themed song, uh, by attaching it to this show and to Alfred Hitchcock, you kind of it gets that. Like, uh, what's that, uh, rubbing two sticks together, make, I don't know. Uh, I was trying to think of something clever, and I just don't have it. But it did, so, (laughs) I didn't know that, uh, funny, it's, uh, Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon, me and Alfred Hitchcock, uh, we saw the same movie. Because, originally, this song's been around forever, and Hitchcock originally heard the song back in 1927 mm-hmm. when he saw the movie Sunrise in theaters. Mm-hmm. And it's a silent film, but then they have, you know, music accompanying it. And I've seen Sunrise. Mm-hmm. I had to watch it in college in one of my film courses. And I fell asleep during Sunrise because it was the most boring thing I ever sat through. It was painful. I'm sure Hitchcock thought it was brilliant. Like my film professor thought it was brilliant. By the way, this is a film professor attached to an English department at a cow school with a decent TV program. So, yeah, it wasn't wasn't NYU. Or the New York, it wasn't Film Academy. Mm. Yeah. No, I I didn't have all the. Did you watch Sunrise while you were there? I don't believe so. I I don't. I never saw Sunrise that I can remember. So unless I was oh, like it's, stoned it's or something. Brutal. But did you have to like sit and watch silent films and have them tell you how great this is? Not really. We focused more on like like mise-en-scene Actually, and like 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 the aspects of making a film that mattered to current like yeah we talked history in some classes but it was more focused on like like practicality practicality like if you you can make a mise-en-scene like uh like just with one scene tell a story based on set dressing camera movement etc etc mm-hmm. yeah um, they're like, well, look at this quality of light and see how this comes. I'm like, yeah, yeah, but I can't get brute arcs anymore. Okay, they're toxic. So, yes, they make a beautiful light, but, yeah. They're in museums now. So, I'm going to turn on these magical LEDs, and which actually weren't really all that, you know, great back then. But And then we're just going to wash everything out and shoot them in front of a green screen. Hmm. But no, he he heard this in uh, uh, that movie and inspired him down the road that he was going to use this for his show. And the show lasted ten seasons, and I think it was re- the song was retooled eight different times. Uh, different composers brought in, changed it up a little bit uh, from season to season, uh, which I'm sure to our ears 
is probably negligible and we wouldn't notice, but I'm sure to Hitchcock and the composers, they hear it, but I, I don't. I, it's not like you can... There are some like, oh, I know what season of Cheers this is because they changed the intro. But no one goes, oh, this is the eighth season of Alfred Hitchcock Presents because they went like an F key or whatever the hell that is, you know. I bet if, yeah, I don't know, maybe, depending on if, like, what show it is. Like, if I bet if it was King of the Hill, like, I know when they change things in King of the Hill intro. Yeah, sure. But I don't, I didn't, I, I haven't watched Alfred Hitchcock present since I was a, a kid. That's also true. But also, it wasn't one of those things where, like, the show changes over time. Like, you didn't notice, like, oh, this is clearly, like, the the fifth season of Alfred Hitchcock Presents, you know? Like, going back to, like, you you can watch Home Improvement, and you know, oh, it's the first season, or, oh, it's the eighth season because, well, Randy's calling on the phone because he's at college. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Oh, so yeah. Um, anything else about this song that's weird? Uh, no. It's just fun, catchy, and uh, got that Halloween connotation attached to it. I'd say uh, after the fact, ipso facto, and whatnot. Ipso facto, my second pick. Ah, one of my favorite scenes from The Lost Boys when they're riding dirt bikes through the beach is uh, Santa Clara. Beautiful town of wooden for all the goddamn vampires. This is by Lou Graham from Foreigner Squeezer. He So I have a story about Foreigner. I, you know, I know Foreigner songs, but I wasn't like... Like, I love Foreigner until I was working. We were doing a Sands Event Center, and Foreigner came. And Lou Graham, I don't think, was with Foreigner uh, at the time. Uh, I think it was only the bass player of Foreigner. Um, yeah, Foreigner's current members Mick Jones, I believe. Uh, and Donnie explained it to me. <laughs> but Kelly Hansen is the singer. And he was the singer of Hurricane Squeezer. Did I pot you down? Uh, yeah, no, I'm here. I'm trying. To, I'm Hurricane. And um, Chris Frazier is the drummer. And he used to tour with Steve Vai and Eddie Money. And... Bruce Watson, I believe he's a guitar player, but I believe he was with 
Stockin. I'm not sure. Nonetheless, it's like a super group of musicians that used to be with other bands at Taurus Foreigner now with Mick mm-hmm. Jones, who I believe it's Mick Jones. How long has he been with Foreigner? I don't know. Anyway, I didn't know. Um, yes, Jones formed Foreigner with Ian McDonald in 1976. And they recruited Lou Graham. So I was like, ah, Foreigner, this is going to suck. The end of the show, I was like, I am a big fucking Foreigner song. My God, they have so You're a big Foreigner song? For- foreigner fan, duh. Uh, feels like the first time. Cold as ice, hot blooded, jagged and see head games, uh, urgent, 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 waiting for a girl like you, jukebox hero squeezer. I want to know what love is. I want to know what love is. I want you to show me. Um, and you can weaponize those songs. You know that. You should get a foreigner belt. <laughs> They were fucking awesome. And I'm like, this. if they play Jukebox here, that place like tore down. Um, but Lou Graham went out on his own and he did this. What's this? Oh, that's, that's my... Oh my God, I said Tear It Down and Siri started playing a song called Tear It Down by <laughs> Webby from Savage Life 3. Wait. Webby, the little, the little duck sister? Language. What? I've, I've never been to a club, so I don't... Is that what goes on there? I don't want to go. I didn't step up... That sounds up, scary. I, didn't, I never stepped up into a club, unless it was like Sam's Club. <laughs> oh, I went to a club once, but I stepped down into it. Way to no-sell me on that great joke. Jesus. Oh, shit, sorry, I didn't... That was gold! Go, wait, wait, so... <clears throat> ready? No, we lost it. We lost it. God, oh, sorry. <clears throat> God damn, pal, he just said gold! Where's your reaction? Come on! Should be like Vince in your headset, your, your right ear, yelling at you for no selling it. <laughs> God damn, pal, what are you doing? He just made a fucking great one! I was thinking, I can't listen when I think. Uh, I was... They, um... <laughs> fucking Vince I was listening to Conrad you know when uh, I listened to something to wrestle with with Bruce Pritchard and Bruce is working for WWF again so he's not always available so they put together like best of episodes and they had a best of Vince McMahon stories one a couple weeks ago and he was telling us driving with uh, uh, JR he closes the windows and he lets one rip and it was awful and um JR was like, I'm gonna, I'm no selling it. He was pissing him. He's like, I'm not gonna sell it. I'm not gonna sell it. He's like, What, you don't smell that? He's like, Smell what? So Vince was like, oh, I'll show you, pal. And he rips like a, like a bigger, stronger one. <laughs> you know how I get the smell and the sound? Protein, pal. Oh, that had to have been brutal, too. Mixing protein plus old man smell. <laughs> Ah, like decaying yeah. intestines. Like someone we know just walks around and like rips it. Oh. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> they make jokes about it on the air. Oh. 
Oh, oh yeah, smell it. Take it all in. Oh. I think Sean Connery just ripped ass on the fucking set of The Rock. Oh, probably. Welcome to The Rock. Uh, uh, and Nick, Nicholas Cage like pinching it like oh that's awful then Ed Harris rips one <laughs> Nick Cage is like Ugh, that's awful <laughs> that's the worst smell I ever smelled ah Carla get me my nose plugs my god I'm gonna go listen to the Beatles record and strum my guitar Don't tell Carla I bought another Beatles record. <laughs> You're talking like Carla like she's a real person, Nicholas. It's your character's wife in the picture. <laughs> Sorry. My soup was cream based, it was a bisque. <laughs> Makes me a bit gushy. <laughs> oh, man. The Lost Boys. Oh, yeah. We talked about it so much two episodes ago. I, well, last episode, I think, right? Scary yeah, movie. I, we talked about the song, and then I, we also did the movie uh, a couple back. We The movie was last week. The song was a few episodes ago, and it the song wasn't... Uh, Lost in the Shadows. It was Cry Little Sister by Jared McMahon, the theme from Lost Boys. But I swear, I talked about the movie though a couple of years ago too. No, I did. I talked about the movie every single did. time we brought the movie up. I talked about it. I'm pretty sure I had a pick once. Never Lost Boys. There's always been one of mine. Hmm. One of my like top ten movies. I got Tim Capello to do a fucking uh, cameo for everybody. Yes. I'll still believe. Fucking beautiful. Band. And it was an epic one. It was an epic. You could go on our Instagram, the rad years on Instagram, underscore under every word, behind every word. Listen to Tim Capello or our website, radyears.com. It's up there. It's one of the few things I've posted. Uh, all right. Moving on to Squeezer's third pick. Oh yeah, good song for one of great song for one of the best gimmick factions and top five intros ever, like regular intros, like every week coming out of the floor in flames. Did they change their song? Was this always their their song? Um, Was there an updated the most, one? I don't they, think this I is the one know. that Edge came out to at SummerSlam. I might have updated it. Uh, a little bit. This was the original uh, Joe Johnston uh, original one. 
that they started in 98 with. That was Gangrel's originally, right? Yeah. Yeah, so, oh, man. this was, It was always exciting when they came out. They were fun. You got the bloodbaths and everything, too. They just embraced the whole vampire gimmick, and it, it kind of crossed between the two worlds where it's like, okay, this is a thing that they're into, but they're not actually, like, truly vampires. You know, it, it wasn't like... Oh, no, he's truly a garbage man that now wrestles part-time. You know, it's just... You accepted it was part of your stage presence. What are you doing? I'm listening to his SummerSlam. Oh. It was. Oh, cool. Yes! Yes! <laughs> this is at a meanwhile, meanwhile, 90% of the audience is a bunch of kids that weren't born yet going, what the hell is this? Yeah, right. Goddamn, pal. I got an idea. You're going to come out with flames and blood. The brood blood baths, man. Those were, yeah. those were hot. That was a Vince Russo idea. Bro, it's going to be a <laughs> swerve. We're going to dump buckets of KOE pig's blood all over them. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was... It was, it was... Oh, God. The presentation was fantastic, though. And the music made it the the right pyro and everything. And then I didn't realize that was they were only together for a short period of time. Like, it was yeah, then they, really they, just, they, like, they two years. left uh, Gangrel, and it was Edge and Christian. Yeah. Because that, was, that of, was the TLC yeah. shit. Yeah. And, and, of course, you kind of had to. You can't. That gimmick doesn't last forever. Um, they were in the corporate the, ministry, though, right? Uh, yes. Well, no, it was a, I don't know if it was a corporate ministry. Yeah, it was just a ministry of darkness. I don't know if they stuck uh, around yeah. for the corporate part. Uh, I, yeah, I think they left. Yeah, they left right before the, they merged together. Hmm. Um, so they weren't there that long. It's kind of like for that. I'm sure they're looking at it from the big picture thing. It's like, well, why wouldn't these vampire guys be in with that? And then they realized like they didn't need to be. The, they didn't need the stable to help carry them. Mm-hmm. Like they weren't. Uh, they weren't. Uh... Goddamn pal, it's factions, not stable. I'm sorry, factions. We'll have a bunch of uh... factions warring with each other. <laughs> um, yeah, they, they they were strong enough on their own that they didn't need that. Um, the cool thing was, um, there's a little Easter egg in it where Gangrel in an interview a while back mentioned that there there's an Easter egg in the song where that Joe Johnston was such a big Beatles fan that he threw in a little backwards backtracking uh, devil music. You know how the whole Paul is dead thing? Yeah. So he went and it's actually in the song and Grand Grell even said if there's someone out there with the technology and the skill to uh, play it back in a way that you could hear it, uh, they should do it. And I found the clip, and I found someone with the skill to right-click, uh, click uh, speed duration, click the little box that says reverse, and then export said clip. And here it is. Oh, hold on. Gotta turn the volume up oh. first. Oh, that was smooth. Great. I set that up. So nice. <laughs>
say is he saying I buried Paul? I buried Paul. That's called back masking, Squeezer. Back masking. Yes. yes. It's fucking creepy. I listened to it while I was editing, but now that I have headphones on, it's actually even creepier. Yeah, because of the the stereo music yeah. version of it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so there's a little uh, Beatles Easter egg there uh, that after all those years, I didn't know it until today when I was just reading up on it. And uh, yeah, there's uh, Joe Johnson apparently buried Paul. Hmm. He's still with us. That's right, I am still with you. I'm the only Beatle besides Ringo, who's really not a Beatle. Still with us. Aw, <laughs> oh, be nice. I just played the drums, could have been Pete Best. We didn't even really have that complicated drums. I played them on the album, Squeezer. And even when they do, like, their reunion shows, <laughs> Ringo just stands up there and claps. We do a reunion show, they just invite me. They talk about John and, po- and George. I was in the middle of a Nirvana reunion. My Paul needs work. <laughs> Just say it's your Ringo and you'll be fine. It's my Ringo. My Ringo sounds like this. Peace and love. Peace and love. I say this with peace and love. No more autographs. Like It sounds like an anthropomorphic kangaroo. That's right. Peace and love. Peace and love, Squeezer. You gotta do Ringo on a much higher register. Pause more dopey. I don't know what I'm going today. Oh, he, I married Linda. He's getting a little Hasidic there. Oh, very nice, huh? <laughs> no, it's peace and love, peace and love, Squeezer. Peace and love, right, peace and love. I say this with peace and love. After the 1st of October, there'll be no more autographs. <laughs> I can't do the only like the only time I've seen John ever speak was on Forrest Gump. Who are the people like that? They're no religion, huh? <laughs> oh, that interview? Yeah, that's pretty much the only thing I know. On the Charles uh, Gordon show, right? Yeah. Uh, was it that? Uh, it was, yeah. Something no, like that. no all... No. It was something. It was. Uh, Either way, the set still looks like CBS Sunday Morning does today. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't Charles Gordon. It was, uh, I don't fucking remember what it was, but um, that's the only time I ever heard John speak, I think. He said, singing in a Beatles song with me, Paul, and me, Ringo. <laughs> <laughs> it has to, like, pop up from the bottom. Don't forget Ringo with peace and love. Any more uh, about the Brood songs, either? Oh, no, no. It's awesome. Speaking of awesome songs. The castle theme from Super Mario Brothers 3. Whenever you're in one of the little castles, Boom Boom's castle. Boom Boom. My, when I was a kid, that's what we thought they were saying. 
boom boom because you, you fight boom boom at the end there's other spooky songs from mario you could have picked like the haunted house song, uh, theme from super mario world uh, or I could have picked the Dark World theme from um, Mario Bros. 3. Or the airship themes. But I feel like this was spooky. It was where Shy Guys first uh, appeared. Squeezer. Oh, really? Yeah, the booze. The Shy. Uh, not the Shy Guy, the booze. Oh, yeah. Mario Brothers Boo. I think he... Boos, originally known as Boo Diddlies, are commonly a uh, common ghost enemy. Mario franchise that first appeared in Super Mario Bros. 3. And yeah, they were in the, the castles. Ding, ding. And now you can't... There's not a Mario game without a Boo. No. I fucking hated him. But uh, I don't have really a whole lot to say except uh, I was trying to pick a song from a video game that's creepy. And there's some like, I could have picked the entire Castlevania or the uh, Ghost and Goblin soundtrack. Yeah, I had Resident Evil on my list. Resident Evil, there's some Zelda Ocarina shit that's really creepy, some Dungeons music that's really creepy. Mm -hmm. But uh, quite frankly, I wanted to pick something more people knew. And um, who doesn't know the castle theme from the before they fought Boom Boom in Mario Brothers 3? One of the I best. I fight a Boom Boom every morning. Oh, she comes out. Does she fly or does she just jump high? Oh, she. Remember, like, the first time you hit Boom Boom, depending what he does, like, you figure out if he's going to fly or just jump? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then you can quick spam it, like, the next two times. And you're yeah, done. right. Right. But, um. Oh, man. Castle theme. Mario 3. That's all I've got to say about that. Didn't have a lot, but. You know, hmm. we're, we're blowing through this episode. This might be a little shorter one, but we give you so Sorry. much content. It's hard. It, it, music is hard because you just, like, you like it. Yeah. Unless, yeah. you know, there's. Yeah. All right. Here's another song you like. Yeah, I do like this song. Well, the whole album is What is this? Ah, Lucifer, you are a devil. Off of I Monsters Never Odd or Even in 2003. And what is this? Uh, Lucifer, you're a devil. No, no. What's. Oh. What? I heard I'm you. I Monster, what's that? Oh, uh, they're uh, an English uh, electronic group. Oh. Uh, never odd or even it's one of my favorite albums the, the whole thing is awesome 
If you see me with my AirPods in while I'm editing, uh, it's usually I'm listening to this. And th this song is the exception to the album. The whole thing is actually rather, like, up and poppy, if you will. What's cool about this song is it's, like, a true hidden track. Right. Like, it's not something you can even skip to. Like, you have to listen to the last song and then lay out after, like, oh, two minutes before those. it kicks yeah. in. Um, I, I'm sure you probably heard uh, "Daydream and Blue." It, it's been in a Ford commercial. It's been in some other stuff like that. You know, it's one of those songs that you hear all the time, but you don't know it. And it, it's also they sampled "Daydream" from back in the '60s. Um, it's catchy, but the whole album is very like poppy and catchy. And then there's this just very dark like satanic song at the end which is very out of uh, i guess not entirely out of uh character for the album because it does have uh I don't know, it's still kind of fun but oh uh wiz khalifa sampled this <laughs> uh wiz khalifa did also um that was after um Ah, uh, uh, who did it first? I thought Wiz Khalifa did. I know the Wiz Khalifa one. Um, oh, Lupe Fiasco did it. Oh yeah, no, I'm sorry. It's not Lupe Fiasco. It's not Wiz Lupe Fiasco, not Wiz yeah. Khalifa. Yeah. Yeah. He, he sampled. He sampled their sample. Yes. Come on, everybody. Let's make cocaine cool. Get a few more half-naked women up in the pool. Yeah. Yeah. And a couple of guys are up no good. Started making trouble in my neighborhood. Um, yeah, that, that's probably where you probably know it from even more than a Ford commercial. Yeah, or I, I don't know it the, from the Ford commercial. Never Otter. I, I know it from even. Lupe Fiasco's. Yeah. Uh, that's also a good album. It is a good uh, album. Well, well, that, that was Food and Liquor, right? Yeah, I think that was Food and Liquor. Yes. The first one. Yes. Um, the only album I, uh, it will, um, kick push, right? That's on there. Yeah. Uh, that was, yeah. that was the big one when you about talking about skateboarding, uh, daydreaming mm -hmm. with Jill Scott was this one. Yeah. But there's a lot of good stuff on this album. It's fun. Uh, it's different. Uh, it's my little niche that I find myself going into. Um, but yeah, th this song is very, like, the lyrics are very, dare I say, if you just read the lyrics, um, I call you on the hotline, Haiti 666, you promised me a picnic by the river sticks. Um, we should have lunch in London, supper in Paris, this art is throwing parties, just pour, vote. I guess, well, that one's fine, whatever, but those, yeah, he's basically channeling Beelzebub at the end, um. It's fun, and, uh, and he's but he's doing it in a fun way, because I'm sure they just want to come to their party, you know. Cause a lot of their stuff is inspired by horror movies and such like that, but it's uh, uh it was the Ford Focus ST in 2005 that it appeared in. Hmm. Yeah, fun stuff. Um, but yeah, it, it's a good album, and it's a good. It, it is definitely like a uh. Shit, I would put on a Halloween party mix. People are like, what the hell is this? Oh, it's a Satan song. Yay! Yay! Party. 
Oh. And that's it. Yeah, that's all you have, right? That's all. I mean, we're not yeah. like me. I don't. Yeah, really. yeah, yeah. I do have some like, stuff to say about my next one, so we can. Yeah, yap. let's kick push over to your next one. Kick, push, kick, kick push, push. Tell me for one second this song can't be played at a Halloween party. Where the, well, where the hell else would you play it? Right. <laughs> Bad Dance by, by Prince. Now, in the late 1980s, Squeezer, after tearing up the Billboard charts and conquering MTV, uh, Prince was slumping. Um, and uh, I read a, a bunch of the story in Nerd Nation magazine, their article, uh, nerdnationmagazine.com by Tom Elmore. It was the complicated connection between Prince and Batman. So his follow-up project, The Purple Rain, Under the Cherry Moon, was a box office and critical failure. His 1988 album, Love Sexy, only went to number 11 on the album charts and was his first album since 1982 to sell less than a million copies. And his records were receiving, at best, mixed reviews. Uh, A lot of people felt that Prince's best days were behind him, Squeezer. Then he was approached by film director Tim Burton to write songs for his new Batman film. During the 80s, a lot of uh, movies were... Um, they, they, and they still do this. They put the radio and MTV hit in it to enhance the box office appeal. You know, if it gets a music <laughs> video, it's got a song playing on the radio, it's it's guaranteed to like pump up the box office. Uh Prince, who was under contract by Warner Brothers, which was also the film studio, was going to write some funk and up-tempo songs uh, to be used in the scenes with the Joker. Um, Then Michael Jackson was supposed to sing the romantic ballads. Warner executives, hoping to turn Prince's fortunes around, felt that this would be a good way to release a new Prince album while not really having a new Prince album. Stop the Prince. the Michael Jackson thing never came to fruition. Um, Tim Burton said, my movies aren't commercial like Top Gun. Um, but he freely admitted to Rolling Stone that he often listened to Prince while working on the film. And it helped shape his vision of Jack Nichol- Nicholson's Joker. Hmm. Uh, and at one point, Burton considered using some of his previous stuff until hiring him to write 
new songs. Prince screened 30 minutes of a rough footage before starting the work on the project. Uh, remarkably, he finished writing and recording nine songs in only six weeks. Even more amazingly, he played all but two of the instruments and sang almost all the vocals. However, only two of the songs, Party Man and Trust, were actually used in the film, both in major scenes involving the Joker. Many have suggested that Prince's musical influence, Jack Nicholson's excessive over-the-top interpretation of the character, making him a perfect Joker for the 80s, Squeezer. Oh, no doubt. Uh, trust it, I, I can't think of that, that scene without trust. Yes. Oh, yeah, when he's in the museum? Mm-hmm. Uh, the first song, Bat Dance, which we're listening to right now, and the accompanying music video were released June 8th, 1989, two weeks before the movie opened. The single, which is a mix of the TV show theme, movie themes, and dialogue from the movie, would become Prince's fourth number one single, his first since Kiss three years earlier. In the video, Prince appeared as both himself and as a strange character he called Gemini, which was Prince's Zodiac song sign. Gemini is the Joker on one side and Batman on the other, representing the inner battle between good and evil. Hmm. Uh, though some viewed it as an inner battle between Prince, inside Prince between his extroverted stage presence and his notorious phys- personal shyness. It also had dancers clad as both Batman and the Joker. The album Batman, the original motion picture soundtrack, was released June 20th, 1989. Though the album received mixed reviews, it sold over 11 million copies and stayed at number one on the Billboard music charts for six weeks. Yeesh. Wow. Batman would also yield three more hit singles in the U.S., but none higher than 18. Regardless, Prince's career was back on track. Uh, all the attention, though, I didn't know anything about the Prince music back when I saw this movie. Except the movies, <laughs> the songs that were in the movie. I didn't know there was Prince either doing them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, because all the attention of Prince's music got overshadowed uh, the man who wrote the film by the man who wrote the film's iconic score, Danny Elfman. Uh, Elfman was stunned when he was told that his music, released as Batman, the original motion picture score would be released separately from Prince's. Though Elfman's album actually got better reviews than Prince's, it's still only topped out at number 30. Um, although it's like iconic and still lives on, and you could put that in a, a, a Halloween song playlist. Oh, oh, yeah. Despite his success, Batman would start the was the start of a long, drawn-out personal and professional battle between Prince and Warner Brothers. Because of the complexities over who owns the rights to Batman, Prince had to sign over all the publishing rights for the songs used in the film to Warner Brothers. Thus, none of the Batman songs have appeared in any of Prince's greatest hits compilations to date, nor was he even allowed to use the word Batman on a t-shirt listing of his albums. Finally, in protest in 1993, Prince dropped his name in favor of an unpronounceable signal, which he used until his contract with Warner Brothers had expired in 2000. Wait, that all stemmed from the Warner Brothers thing? Mm-hmm. No shit. Mm-hmm. Over Batman. Mm-hmm. Batman would go to make $411 million, spawn three sequels, an animated series. However, it would be his royal badness's last dance with the Dark Knight. So, yeah. 
that's that. And that's all I got to say about that. Squeezer, <laughs> your last yeah. pick. Wow. me to sleep there oh sorry that's right i mean like no it. i love the cure but i mean it's a peaceful song it it's peaceful and creepy as shit okay. uh it, it it's because uh, it's so soft but what he's singing about well it depends it, it changes from time to time what he's singing about it whether it just uh his father either singing him creepy, distasteful songs as a child to actual abuse, to drug addiction, to, you know, various cure themes. Um, but the the song itself, and then combine it with the video, to me, absolutely terrifying. Because um, the video is everything that is my living hell. Because I don't know if you know this, I'm afraid of spiders. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also terrified of lullabies. They're just nothing ever good comes of them. It's always something dreadful. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in this case, it's spiders. And um, Robert Smith, in all his absolutely creepy goodness, playing both roles of himself and the said Spider Man, um, and slowly being enveloped in cobwebs. Uh, and then the rest of the band, in similar garb to what you'd see the Smashing Pumpkins wearing in the Tonight Tonight video, like a classic drummer's outfit, but also, you know, living dead and covered in spider webs. Uh, just absolutely creepy. Uh, and to make it worse, I cringe at this. Like, I can't watch the end of the video because slowly throughout, he's being, like, swallowed by his bed and then it actually becomes like the mouth of a spider and it ends with him being swallowed whole by the spider and it's just kind of I I can't watch it without cringing and turning my face I am so creeped out but it makes me so uncomfortable to even talk about it right now like the hair is standing up on my arms I absolutely hate it mm-hmm. I love the song I love this song uh, and it is a great album. And um, Love Song was also on this one. This was um, uh, Disintegration. came out in 89. Uh, it just creeps me out so I can't take it. Makes me uncomfortable. I don't like spiders. Yeah. I the mean... director, Tim Cope. 
Pope would go on to direct The Crow City of Angels. Oh, that movie sucked. He admitted it, too. Uh, he actually uh, hates it because they they made it and then they intentionally made it different from the original because they felt like to just basically make a rehash of it would be disrespectful to Brandon Lee. So they made it a different film. And then the executives came in and go, no, no, it has to be exactly like the first film. They did their passes on it. And then that was that. Um, what the heck was I going to? Oh, you've never seen Arachnophobia then, have you? I have. I absolutely hate it. I can't watch it. Yeah, it was rough. I saw it when I was a kid, right when it came out. And and you know me, I love John Goodman. I watch everything he is the, he's in. the king of that movie, though. Yeah, I know. But I, I can't, I can't take it. When Eight-Legged Freaks came out, like, I, I'm like, nope, not watching that. Hmm. And, and that was easy because John Goodman wasn't in it, so. Mm-hmm. And the other guy was that was in that Ready to Rumble movie. Yes, Courtney Cox's husband, ex-husband. Yes, yeah, former WCW World Champion. That's right. That's right. Uh, anything else about the Cure Squeezer? Oh uh, no, it's just an awesome song, creepy ass video. I I like it. It's a love hate relationship there. I can listen to it can't watch it all right well um let's push off to uh uh, my last pick we're almost done squeezer oh last pick of the of the show you may be able to help solve a mystery Unsolved Mysteries theme. Yes. Composed by Michael Boyd and Gary Remmel Malkin, which I had to write down off the back of my he vinyl album. Uh, sit in my office. I have I have the score for Unsolved Mystery on Voinal. Um, what channel would you say you watched Unsolved Mysteries on the most? Uh... This is easy oh, for me. I, I don't have to think about it, but maybe. Well, I sadly, I I'd almost say Lifetime. Lifetime, yes, it's Lifetime. The answer is Lifetime. Because, because <laughs> I was in, uh, yeah, that's probably when they I used to play the like five episodes at a time. Yeah, like all throughout the '90s, they played the NBC episodes all the fucking time. They eventually mm-hmm. got the show for two years. Well, actually, one year it looks like. From 2001 to 2002, Lifetime got the show. Oh, and they actually produced it. They produced it, yeah. Did reruns, huh? Yeah. But yeah, that's where I watched it the most. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's where we all watched it the most. I knew you were going to say it. It didn't matter it. what channel it was on. Right. But, like, I never caught it at primetime on, on I, like, occasionally you would, but I mainly caught it in reruns on Lifetime all the fucking time. Yeah. Uh, so, um, Lifetime... It was airing reruns since the early 90s. 
They ordered a two-season run of new episodes, which began airing in 2001, consisting of a mixture of new and old cases. These episodes were produced between 01 and 02, and usually aired weekdays between 11 and 3. That's when I would watch it. The yeah. program... Yeah. The program ceased producing new episodes when Stack was diagnosed with prostate cancer. In late 2002, he died of heart failure in 03. I love Robert Stack. Not yeah, only he is he in my favorite. It's Caddyshack not the same movie. without him. Yeah. Not, I haven't watched the new ones. I haven't either. But not only is he in my favorite Caddyshack movie, but he's also the great host. And he plays it so straight, which is yeah. why it's so great. Um. But yeah, Lifetime was where I always watch it because that's like the best, easiest way to watch it. Like, like nothing like on a Saturday, like after you watch cartoons and Baywatch and infomercials. Oh, Unsolved Mysteries is on Lifetime. Like, yeah, I wasn't going to not watch it because it was on Lifetime. Right. I watched. There was a I lot mean, of stuff. I watched Murder, watch. She Wrote. That didn't stop me. Right. And uh, Supermarket Sweep. Yeah. It was on Lifetime, too. And some of those Lifetime movies just had to tune in yeah well now they just play like uh they, they're like lifetime just like has white noise on until they like i think starting a month ago they start airing their homemade christmas movies ah and they they compete with um um hallmark to see who could have as many new christmas movies. <laughs> and they are just garbage for i mean enchantress occasionally has them on and they're just fucking garbage from front to back but they just churn them out you know, let's people yep. watch Christmas movies, like Christmas rom-coms from like August 31st till December 26th. Mm-hmm. <laughs> New one every day. <laughs> uh. but hey, yeah. you got to put something on in nursing homes. It's true. Uh, but that's the unsolved mystery yeah. seems creepy and spooky. And they changed it a bunch oh. of times, but not a whole lot. They just made yeah. little tweaks. Oh, speaking of, did you watch the new, uh, what the hell is it, Legends of the Hidden Temple yet? Nope. No. I caught a little of it. Mm. And it, uh, from what I saw, it was fine as far as the games and whatever. The Here's the biggest problem with it. Okay. It now stars adults. Oh. Uh, what and channel? It What's it on? features adults. Hmm? What's it on? Uh, CW. No, yeah, I'm not. I'm not gonna watch it. <laughs> yeah, and the biggest problem with it is that it stars adults, and it stars adults that want to be on TV. Yeah. So you just have that fake bullshit. Like the best thing with having the kids on is they were uncomfortable being there. They didn't want to be on TV. They just wanted to play on a game show and win a huffy. Also, they were proxies for us as kids. Yeah, we saw ourselves. Yeah, now, in now I look at it like just. I don't want to be them. No. Ah, uh, I that just uh, made me angry. We finished Squid Game, Squeezer. Ah, I only, I still, I only watched the first one. Really but... good. I loved it. I didn't think I would, but we finished it. I really loved it. We watched Halloween Kills on Peacock. It is nice. Fucking awesome. It's one of my favorite Halloween movies ever. I yeah. really thought it was well done. It's better than. Now, the first, the remake, the one that came out in 2018, it was okay. It was an okay Halloween movie. I got it. This one was a fucking Halloween movie. This one was fucking awesome. And they, they like, recreated scenes from the 19, the original movie in it. And it is really... And there's there's a great, a fucking awesome homage to Halloween 3, Season of the Witch in it. Oh, of course you love it then. 
Well, that's not the reason I love it. I love the homage, but I fucking I really loved it. Some of the the Michael Myers kill scenes are fucking great and inventive, and it's hard after so many movies. And yeah. There's some weird parts in the middle, but the story in the end really comes really good, and I really can't wait for the next one. And the John Carpenter score is fucking legendary. Awesome classic Carpenter shit. Really oh, good. Cool. If, if you have Peacock, why not watch it? It's free with Peacock. Some scaredy pants? Yeah, I'm not telling you. I'm talking to the audience. Okay. Uh, or see it in the theater. It's really good. Um, kudos to David Gordon Green, Danny McBride, and John Carpenter and the whole team behind it. Uh, I thought they did a great, great job with it. Uh, Dune comes out in 18 hours. Are you excited? Yeah. <laughs> I already have my whole plan set up. I'm going to move the chair. Because I'm not going to get to the theater just yet. I am. I got to see it in IMAX. But I'll wait till things thin out a little bit. And I'll go in the middle of the week. Are you going to watch it on HBO Max first, though? Hmm? Are you going to watch it first, though? No, I, I have to watch it first. Yeah. So I'll watch on HBO when I get home tomorrow night i gotta watch it right away and then i will get that theater experience when i can i I can't sit around and not go on the internet not that i don't know how it's gonna go because the book exists but yeah yeah i'm not i'm an i'm an excited boy interested in saying i heard it's long and tedious you know how happy that makes me um halloween kills was like an hour and a half ish and it was really it was it was good it was quick the critics hated it but the audience the audience score is telling for for movies on rotten tomatoes and the audience oh this is sorry go ahead what i was gonna say the new one it's only two hours and 35 minutes dune yeah, it's really not that long. Yeah, I, 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 I said it, uh, they said it was as long as the James Bond movie, which huh. is yeah. oh, actually shorter. No Time to Die was two forty three. Yeah, No Time to Die was Jesus. Long. How do you? It's the same as long as people bitch that Blade Runner twenty forty nine was long. It's the exact same length. Yeah, it just feels long, Squeezer. <laughs> how can you make a Bond movie that long? They should be an hour and a half max. It, I'll tell you what, it didn't feel that long. Really? It okay. Didn't. Um, but yes, Halloween kills. I know some people are anti this Halloween franchise, but I thought it was fun. I'm interested to see where they go with Halloween. Halloween ends the next movie. Um, yeah. You, I mean, if you're a fan of John Carpenter and John Carpenter horror movies, you're going to like this. It's pretty much what I say. Yeah, all right, here's uh, Real Views. James Bernadelli says, Halloween Kills is one of the better sequels. Put alongside Halloween 4 and H2O and a shade below the 2008. Okay, yeah. Halloween 4 is probably the best of, and H2O are the two best sequels. I don't, it, Halloween 3 doesn't count. It's its own movie. But 4 and H2O are probably the two best Halloween sequels, and this is right up there. Yep. Agreed, uh, is that the one that's in outer space? There's no Halloween in outer space. You're thinking Jason. Oh, it's Jason. Yeah, same thing. Yes. Yeah. I don't same. get out much. <laughs> um, but that. And what else did I watch? We we're we're almost finished with Only Murders in the Building. That show is so fucking fun and 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 awesome. Uh.
I it's just I I can't recommend it better. Squeezer, go on Hulu and watch uh, Only Murders in the Building. It is just Martin Short and Steve Martin. God damn, at their peak, at their age, so good. Mm-hmm. Such a great show. I'm excited to see how it ends. Uh, and we're excited. I'm excited to watch Why the Last Man Squeezer on Hulu. Uh, I know I I don't know what it's got on Rotten Tomatoes, but oh, it was abruptly canceled. Great. Why <laughs> Why the Last Man was abruptly canceled. Sorry. I love the comics by Brian K. Vaughn. Um, and I know a lot of people have talked about doing a Why Last Man. Huh. They canceled the drama Sunday after airing only seven of its planned ten episodes. Well, maybe I won't watch it. <laughs> and they're not going to finish it? I don't think so. I read the books, so I'll just keep it at the comic books. Okay. Uh, Dope Six, another show I want to watch on Hulu with Michael Keaton. Yeah, that's on my... I, I see it every time. I'm like, I really should start watching that. Just came out, so... It's one a week, so if you want to wait to binge it. Yeah. Uh, I, don't, I don't mind the delay. Usually I start watching something and then I don't finish binging it anyway and I eventually catch up. So Have you finished What If yet? Uh Oh, no. I, I still got the last episode to go, but it was spoiled for me. So that's why I'm in no rush to... Did I spoil it? Yeah, you can. I mean, no, I, it's been spoiled for me. Yeah, I, I liked it. It was it was interesting how he took all the heroes, and I, I kept thinking to myself, did I miss the Gamora one? And apparently, it's in the next season. But ah, uh, okay, yeah. Um, but yeah, there's some good stuff out there. Uh, I know we we got to catch up by in September. They started the the morning show up again, season two. We finished Ted Lasso season two. It's fucking awesome. The show's great. I uh, yeah, so a lot of good stuff to watch. A television to keep you busy when you're not listening to the Rad Years podcast. And remember, you can go on uh, iTunes or Apple Podcasts, whatever the fuck it's called now. Oh, that's the wrong open. Um, <laughs> uh, I almost played the Halloween one again. And 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 rate us and review us. You can leave a comment on YouTube. You can uh, shit. Leave a comment on uh, you could Instagram. Shit. You could shit. Uh, Close caption. RK, have you seen the Lucky Charms with the Serial Squad mascots and Halloween costumes as toys? Uh, yes, I have seen those. I haven't gotten any yet. There's a, a ultra rare monster serial uh, guys in it. Um, Glenn Fry and Don Henley were the only two Eagle singers. I thought Squeezer was going to follow up the zipper sound with Excuse Me while I whipped this out. <laughs> Halloween thong. Squeezes thinking about Beatrice again. Oh, yeah, yeah. You said Halloween thong instead of song. You're thinking about Beatrice. <laughs> uh. We'll be back next week with our Halloween, our our fa- fourth Halloween grab bag, our trick-or-treat grab bag. We call it trick-or-treat. We talk about anything we want Halloween-related, Squeezer. 
And then the season's over. It's Halloween. Hmm. All right, everybody. Uh, that's hmm. it for... It's kind of disappointing. Well, not really. It's been fun. I got some good decorations. Yeah, There's some big so good fast. candy. Some good movies. It does go fast, but... Just reminds you to slow down and take it all in. Yeah. Seize the day. Carpe diem. And whatnot. Well, I said slow down and take it all in. That's not. That's like the opposite of seizing the day. That's not. Same thing. No, seizing the day is like seizing the day. I said slow down and take it all in. Yeah, you can do it at the same time. <laughs> okay. Watch guess... me. I'm going to do it tomorrow. <laughs> Seize the day and slow down and take it all in? Yeah. I'm going to seize the shit out of it. Okay. And slow it down and take it all in. You don't have to get hot. You're about half hot right now. Take it all in doing volleyball. All right. We'll uh, be back next week. More Halloween. Until then, I'm RK. And I'm Squeezer. See you, everyone.